Georgian bag. That's a nasty looking finger, lady. You got the face? What? No. Hey, I got your fertilizer. Welcome back, Interweb Friends. This is Stop the Movie I Want to Get Out. Hollywood makes bad movies. We make fun of them. I'm Alex Dunbar, joined as always by Cody Wolf. That's incredible. That's incredible. That is, you talked it all. I like that you've had that hidden the entire time. I know, I love that we had no idea that was about to happen. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Jack Estabrook. Deoxyribonucleic acid. <laughs> and Christy Smorrow. I found the spoon. <laughs> I have that lined up too. I'm like, <laughs> what a weird line. Our movie this week is Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call. It's bad. Oh. We'll call it Bad Movie, Port of Call, um, which I, um, mm. I knew was unrelated to what I had been calling the first movie, but Cody made me aware that this is actually nothing to do with... Well, they the are produced by the same person. That's the only connection. That's the only connection. In and fact, they have a similar title. Werner Herzog actually said he had never seen the first one, and Werner Herzog has actually said it's while he was making movie. it, he was unaware it's just a bad, of the yeah. other one. It's a, like, yeah. it's a bad remake of the first movie. And I like yeah. that he had to say that because the I think it was the writer of the first movie like tore this movie apart and tore him apart. Yes. And he's like, he had to say, like, I've never seen your movie, so. <laughs> yes. Although they did actually, Abel Farrar, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name I right, don't know from, how to from the first it. Bad Lieutenant and <laughs> Werner Herzog did eventually meet and did, they both Hammer came out of it saying things are okay. I think they essentially, once the guy from the first movie realized, I mean, first of all, once you meet Werner Herzog, it's totally feasible <laughs> that he would have no idea that there had been a previous movie. Um, you know, so. <laughs> we usually do this at the end, <clears throat> but I want to introduce this at the beginning because it's so shocking to me. Did anyone look up this movie's Rotten Tomatoes score? No. It's very high. It's quite high. And so, I'm, Jack, I'm going I'm to have you not... I'd like to let them guess. It is... Okay. For, for our movies, it's quite high. I'd love to have you guys guess at it. And I would put in... I think it's important context to note that this is a 2009 movie. So this movie came out in 2009. Does anyone want to take a guess <laughs> at what this movie bearing. would be? Yeah, I can't. I'd... Based on Jack's uh, reaction, I'm going to say 72%. Okay. Uh, I'll go even higher on, again, on Jack's reaction to 88. Okay, it's actually right in between. Wow. This is 85% That's, positive wow. on Rotten Tomatoes. And the audience score is hovering in the 50s. Yes. Which is all Wait, that was the critic score? The critic yeah, the score, critic score and is this 85%. Might, I mean, I was telling them off mic, and this might be a little bit of a kind of a paperboy situation with me. A little bit. You're going to urinate on it? Yes. I mean, what does that mean? I don't no, know. No, where, where I kind of, where I kind oh. of liked the movie despite oh, oh, how horrible okay. it was. Okay. <laughs> there were moments that we'll, we'll get to where I was kind of like, Jesus, this is kind of working. Nope, not anymore. Wait, it's kind of working. I, no single moment in this movie worked for me. I don't no know. single I can't moment in this movie it. even provided entertainment for yeah. me. It's pretty crazy. And the reason I want to give the 2009 as context is I think this may be a real Emperor's New Clothes situation because at that point, Nick Cage was still a somewhat respected was, yeah. anchor, uh, actor. Werner was he Herzog, ever, though? I would say it was a box office. So. He had yeah. an Oscar for uh, leaving. Was, oh, that's Vegas. right. It was yeah. funny. I was just watching. Speaking of that, an it's interview movie. with Tim Burton on Howard Stern from like '99, where he was talking about his 
failed Superman movie. Yeah. And Howard Stern was like, yeah, and you had like Nicolas Cage, who's like a great actor, and this, you know, <laughs> you would have had this great name in your movie. And I was like, look at it now. I'm like, ooh, that's. Yeah. I mean, this is this is basically the movie where like things turned for Nicolas Cage, and we went into Wicker Man, and uh, I was about to say, when was Wicker Man? And, and like, <laughs> no, all of know, that comes after. after. All that season I of the thought witch. that the I thought that the that and yet the pin so did was, National was, Treasure, didn't it? Well, National Treasure were the, uh, were, were no, the right, only good it. movies that he was doing during this time yeah. period. Was yeah. National Treasure earlier? He's just having fun. I think it's around I, about the same time. It's around, around the same they made, time. They made sequels after this. Yeah. I so, like was, uh, but I mean, it's not now. exactly a, a stretch for artistically to do a National Treasure movie. They're just action adventure movies. They're kind of hard to screw up. And I would also say Werner Herzog, I mean, he always his movies were always kind of crazy, but I think he was a little more respected. I mean, I think people didn't know as much about Werner Herzog now. I mean, again, Werner Herzog, great filmmaker, but I think people are now like, I compared this to Terrence Malick pre and post Tree of Life. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, where I think if Tree of Life comes out now, critics react very differently than critics reacted when Tree of Life first yeah. came out. I think now people would be willing to be like, ah, oh, what are we but looking at? was Rotten Tomatoes a thing in 09? Oh, yeah. It was? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's got quite a few. There's like a lot of critics' reviews. <laughs> I'm going to read at the end of the show a segment from a positive review. This is a loved oh, it review that is those. one of the great, like, loved it reviews from a real <laughs> critic of all time and says a lot about this movie. Um, all right, let's, let's get into this. So this is set in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Doesn't really have anything to do with the plot beyond this opening scene. Right. Yeah. No, no. I, I feel like that was more like... Well, the title is point, dumb. Can we just start off? I apologize for yeah. interrupting you. Can we just talk about how dumb... I was going to say, why apologize now? Can we talk about how dumb this title is? Yeah. Understanding that it has nothing to do with the Harvey Keitel bad lieutenant. Yep. It is called The Bad Lieutenant, yep. Port of Call, New Orleans. Right. That sounds like a video game. The yeah. Bad Lieutenant, yeah. Port of Call, New Orleans, yeah. on Xbox yeah. Live. And you're like, wait, what? But then he even uses the phrase. He says the, the title end. of the movie. That's my favorite part of any yeah. movie. Yeah. When the character says the title. I like that. I just thought Port of Call is such a weird Why don't they just way to refer to New Orleans. Like, I, I just, well, it's, isn't, and it's this like, is, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm coming from a place of ignorance. I don't really know, but isn't it a military term? It sounded like, the way he said it, it sounded like it was like his, yeah. It's like a military his, um, term. I, I, I would, I, like I've only thing. heard it used really in a military capacity. Yeah. I mean, I kind of a cruise ship capacity, off. I think I've also heard it used in, but like that, uh, off, like neither of those off. are relevant. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a completely a nautical. nautical term. Yeah. Off mic, we were discussing, Cody and I and Christy, were, do you think the producers put the, put the bad lieutenant name on this to sell it? Once they okay, realized yeah. how close it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they were There's just no like... There's no other reason why the connection's there, except it's basically the same movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just sort of like another approach at similar material. Mm -hmm. um, he's a lieutenant, and he's bad. There you go. That's Yeah. They were probably like, you know what? We have made another movie about a lieutenant who was bad. <laughs> we called it Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, he's a bad captain. That's yeah. You know, they could have called yeah. a bad captain. Not entirely sure. He's still know. doing drugs. I feel. I feel Did like he? in this movie they had so. to reference. Well, yeah, they we got to talk about the ending, it. which has like, like it's like if Return of the it's like Return of the King level ending. Yes. Except yeah, yeah. like, what if some of them were really dumb? Well, yeah. <laughs> when I I was talking to these guys before you got here, that the last 10, 15 minutes of the movie I was convinced was like uh, I don't know if a dream. Oh yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. He was dying, and it was like. 
I call it the Wayne's World ending. Yeah. Like where in that Wayne's World, it's like, we'll get to it, but where it's like, oh, all these good things are happening. Oh, yeah. I like, was this, like, yeah, oh, I was like, like a different reality. The, I thought the whole end of the movie was going to be that he was uh, seeing it like in the midst of dying that's from an I overdose. Thought, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, I think this is where this is going. But then that's the, the least, that's the least dumb option of the things. Yeah. And then it's like, no, it's dumber. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they had to reference Katrina just because at that point it was like what everyone kind of knew of New Orleans. Like, I think if they didn't factor Katrina in some way at that time in 2009, it would have seemed weird to when people. Was, Katrina, was yeah. it 2005? 2005. 2005. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, weird, it's, it's they do huge. it in a very minimalistic kind of way. Well, I was so this first scene, the only reference to Katrina is that they are it's uh, Nicholas Cage and Val Kilmer are. A Batman and a potential Superman. Yeah. Think about that. That's <laughs> a mind blow. Yeah. Um, they're back at the police station in the middle of the storm to get something out of a buddy's locker, which... Dirty pictures of which his wife? easily could have portrayed with one or two Polaroids instead of spending oh my God. quite a while flipping through there's, seven or eight. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot in this movie where they hang on things way too long. Yeah. But that's the first Just one. Just yeah. to show a scantily clad woman in it this case. It is such a strange thing that, like, their friend was like, can you go clean up my locker and get my sizable collection of Polaroids of my wife? Well, like, you know, they're Polaroids. He doesn't have a copy. I guess. Yeah, it was just... But then there was a part of me that's like, these guys aren't, like, some kind of superheroes. They're not even dressed in... Like, they're not even wearing boots. Like, why this guy was like, I can't go get these things? Yeah. Like, well, I'm they not said really... he he split. Like, he ran off. He... And he really needs these naked pictures yeah. of his life. I know, yeah. Like, they're they're not even that bad. They, I guess they're, yeah. you don't want people seeing them. But Maybe yeah. the last couple that they didn't flip through. Maybe, yeah. yeah. They were Very weird. And but they've, but they've... this scene was weird to me because I assumed that this would be a movie where a lieutenant goes bad. So the first scene he would be like, more respectable but right off the bat frame one he's like just uh, an asshole except yeah. I, I kind of disagree he's he's a jerk but Val Kilmer is way worse in this first scene yes. Val Kilmer wants to but so I got uh, the sense that they were just both like dick cops and well yeah but not necessarily like horribly corrupt because it, and the reason I'm really confused about this first scene so there's a prisoner left over that's drowning you know about to drown because the the jail is flooding and he's the only one there and he's trapped in the cell and val kilmer and nicholas cage are like up in a balcony looking over the jail and the guy's pleading for his life and val kilmer's like well taking bets on when he's gonna die and they're like yeah we'll just check the autopsy report and nicholas cage even though he complains about it goes in to save him so he jumps off the balcony into the water. Wearing Swiss cotton Wearing underpants. $55 underwear. But here's, like, does this scene only exist for him to injure his back? Yes, 100%. And is the back injury how he gets addicted to drugs, or was he already on drugs at this point? Like, is this... I, I think they're saying that this is why he becomes addicted to drugs, yeah. I, but so such, he's I'm not actually... Equipped. He's, he's not, not like, really a bad lieutenant in this scene. Well, he's not he's a lieutenant a, yet. Yeah. Um, but he's not... I mean, he's a jerk, but he's, he's like not... A, he's like I thought he would come in being, like... My assumption that... I, I didn't know anything about well, the point. Was he, he would be, like, a good guy cop, and then and something then happens. Bad, yeah. Some things... Maybe some... Stuff other cops do to him or something, he gets pissed off, becomes this like dirty hairy kind of thing. Right. But that wasn't what it was. That, I, I, it was just the the descent was so big. He hurts his back, he's at the doctor's, then he immediately goes to see Ava Mendez and he's like snorting coke and shooting up. Right. So, yeah. I don't think, and then at the, end, later. at the end yeah. of the like, movie, no... at the end of the movie, it's a year later. That's a really fast downward spiral. He has yeah. to have already been hooked. That's what we're Well, no, because it was because, okay, so he, 
You see him jump in the water, and then it like fades to white, and you hear Val Kilmer saying like, "Are you okay, man? Are you okay?" or something like that. <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear that. I just, yeah. it just, I. The next thing I remember was the doctor. Yeah, well, it fades um, into the doctor's yeah. office, and the doctor's like, "You're gonna have a lot of pain, probably for the rest of your life. Here's some drugs." The and other he's got, thing like, that, a hunchback now too. Yeah, I, I was wondering if this entire scene was just to give Nicolas Cage an excuse to, Motivation to be walk act. around with a hunchback. Well, well the, the hunchback, <laughs> much, the, much like his accent, the hunchback, the voice changes. Well, oh my yeah, god, it does, it yeah. Does. I mean, I was gonna say halfway through this movie, he starts doing like a Jimmy Stewart accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yep. weird. I wrote in well, my notes, it's basically like. If Jimmy Stewart, Dr. Evil, and Nick Cage's character from Con Air all yeah. had a baby, it but then would it, be this accent. It's like halfway through the movie, it stays for like 10, 20 minutes, and then it goes away, goes away again. again. And sometimes comes back, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which is really, which was infuriating. Well, at one point, the way he was talking, I thought I missed something where he got like punched in the jaw really hard. Because yeah. he's like clenching his jaw as he's talking. He's doing like this weird accent. And, yeah. Well, it, it was, I was like, I must have missed something. But the fascinating thing about this movie for me watching it was like trying to, to figure out what Nicolas Cage like decided to do on his own. Right. Like, and I feel like the hunchback was one. I feel like the gun in his belt was one. Oh yeah. The Things accent was one. Yeah. To the character. I feel like yeah. he was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a hunchback way. for this movie. Yes. And Werner Herzog's like, okay, I guess the, so. The other thing that got me about the, the <clears throat> jumping into the waters, like the start of all of this stuff mm. is... Weren't there stairs? Like what? They were underwater. Christy. Why did he? Because <laughs> he's jump crazy. Because he's crazy. Onto cement that he knew. He's crazy man. Was not tall enough for him to like sink and swim and swim. Like he, I, I, he knew he would hit the cement. He's bad in the sense that he's also not bright. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're good at his I job. mean, well, but Christie's also right because we're. I, I had trouble with this too because he's not a good cop in the beginning. He's right. Like he's a not like a pretty he, crappy cop. Like it's pretty not like crappy he really, lieutenant. Yeah. You know, and, became a he like jumped in to be a hero or anything. Right. Like, I mean, yes, he was he was jumping in to save the guy's life, but it's not like like he could have done it in a different yeah. way and not. Well, even Val, yeah. even Val Kilmer said like, was, "Why don't you just wait for the fire department to save him?" Or, you know, whatever. But he's yeah, I, I don't know why he did it because it was it seemed it, like he was just doing it as like a reckless like, "Look at me, I'm a crazy guy" kind of thing. But I really I, wonder I, if that was like added in later or something like that. <laughs> to explain, why I he do had not, back. Yeah. I do not get a sense that the Nicolas Cage character presented in this film retroactively would have been the type of character to have done this. Yeah. Nor am I convinced, as an audience member watching this film, that the injury sustained in the attempted rescue, actually it was a successful rescue of this inmate in this jail, is the catalyst for his drug addiction. I totally buy well, into the fact that he was always that way and he was it was more of just like, Jesus, now I got back problems. That's how I see it. No, I, I think and that... I, and I don't think the movie... You're right. I don't think the movie presented this well, very well because you could say that this was what caused his drug addict. I think it is because it goes to the doctor's scene. The doctor's like, here's some drugs. He's like, how long do you have to take these for? And he's like, yeah, basically forever. And then it cuts it, it cuts to six months later and he's like snorting coke in his car. So it I think be the, nice to see yeah. the implication there is... In more than three He shots. got hooked on drugs yeah. because of this. He's trying to find... Because, I mean, obviously his back pain is more than just normal back pain because he's a hunchback now. That's true. That he's doing heavier drugs to deal with the pain or whatever I, I would agree I think we're all I, like I would have <laughs> liked to have seen more of that progression oh like, yeah it was, yeah. It was no, the there first was no act of the film that this is like just uh, there's like no arc it's like it's yeah. like a binary kind of like yeah yeah. And, yeah or even just a line referencing it sure like until yeah. you get to the end of the movie there's no like there's references to his back pain but no reference to how he did it or how he was a line from like Eva Mendez where she's like oh man this you know that this back something yeah all of a sudden he's dating a prostitute all of a sudden he's blowing all his money all of a sudden he's raping women yeah. at 
I don't think this they is all have... stuff that I assume that's part of his nature because it's coming too natural for it to just be six months later and the drugs made him do all. But I don't think they could have fit that in because they needed room for all the shots of iguanas. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that well, ten minute iguana scene needed to be there. I also heavily feel like Nick Cage was like, I'm not interested in that stuff. I just want to get weird, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then they just, just went all in it. on that. Um, Got an accent. So then, then the movie really picks up with four people are executed in a house. Mm-hmm. Five, Nick, I don't know, five. Five. Five yeah. people. Okay, five well, people are executed. Kids. And Nick Cage is there investigating. Shows up to the. I mean, like I said, he's snorting coke in a car. Shows up to investigate this. Reads a kid's drawing out loud for some reason about how the kid's <laughs> friend is a fish. Oh, he's high, so. I, I think that's what they were going for. Dude, I had a this kind of a callback at the end of the movie. Kind I, of. It's just yeah. occurring to me now that that was a callback. Because uh, what a fish's dream about or whatever. Like he yeah. reads this little poem, but yeah, it has nothing to do really with anything. Dumb. It's a really dumb callback. It's, you got to really think about this wallpaper movie to to find that fraction of a millimeter See, depth, yeah. but it's there. I felt like the end of the movie was trying to do something they should have been doing the whole movie. I'll get there when we get to it, but... Yes. The reason it didn't work. Agree. Well, yeah. and, and it's funny because in this scene, they do something that, like, this movie wants to have its cake and eat it too in a crucial plot point, which is the chief is kind of have its cokins. Yeah, that's right. The chief is kind of like, uh, hey man, you, you're having some drug. You know, the chief is clearly aware that Nick Cage has some drug issues. All the way through the movie, other cops are kind of like stink eyeing Nicolas Cage and are like suspicious of Nicolas Cage and Michael Shannon. <laughs> Holy cow, Michael <laughs> Shannon. Yeah. But like, there's so many people suspicious of him, but even though this movie seems to take place over a long period of time, we get a lot of stink eye, but none of these characters do he anything. He never pays any kind of consequence for yeah. anything. Yeah, and and that was mystifying to yeah. me. Of like, why even have these characters be aware or be suspicious if you're going to do nothing with it? Mm-hmm. Why not have it I be mean, like... With how he was acting, I think it'd be impossible for anybody not to be suspicious. Agreed. If they were cops, I mean, well, they I wonder have to if be suspicious. This is another connection to you know the Katrina setting that there was a lot of accusations of police corruption around that time in New Orleans, and maybe that's why they set it there so it could. An interesting storyline that this movie doesn't ever doesn't touch do. on. No, but, would actually would have been an interesting idea. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And maybe that is part of the reason for the setting, that it was, you know, not that it was okay, but it was stuff that yeah. was just happening in the police department then or something like they that. They were having such yes, huge problems. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, yeah. They were overwhelmed. I was yeah. almost getting like a, a, like a fear and loathing vibe, too, where like things were happening that maybe weren't really happening or he was seeing things different. Like it, well, he did yeah. see that one break dancer. The break, yeah, the iguanas, the whole idea. The weird, yeah, yeah, there was the shot on the highway that I thought was supposed to be like from... The alligator's perspective, but then it was from right next to the alligator. Yeah. It there's there's no alligator sense. This is definitely like Werner Herzog was like, I saw a movie called The Loathing and Fear in Las Vegas. Would like to replicate here in the harsh dystopian <laughs> vision of this movie. And his, <laughs> his writers were like, okay, yeah. like, got it. Like, yeah. uh, that movie had weird iguana dinosaurs. Like, a lot of, ah, there's a lot of pretentious that. arty yeah. stuff that happens in the movie that otherwise is kind of like plainly shot, standardly edited. Yeah. With Decent actors that are doing a good job, but with what they have. There's, I, I never stopped getting shocked by the quality of some of the actors who yeah. were showing up. Well, there's, I mean, just some of the faces. I mean, it was like, oh, like uh, Brad Durf's in it. Like, I didn't know he was in it. Or sure. like, Fruja Bulk shows up. And, mm-hmm. Fruja Bulk, yeah, yeah, yeah like Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Like, yeah, like, um, you know, even Val Kilmer, who 
like Valcomer is great, and yeah. at this time was still doing like real movies. Yeah. And then um, he disappeared for seventy percent of the movie, and he came back to us. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, Valcomer's in this movie. Right, <laughs> like, I totally forgot. Yeah, that kind of feels um, like Valcomer's. Like, uh, I'll give you guys three days. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought he would be because he's Valcomer. Maybe I thought he'd be a bigger character, and because he's his partner, and I thought he'd be the guy. Who'd be like, what? What are you doing? Like, why? Like, chill out with the drugs and stuff. That is that hurts this movie. I yeah. think actually the Val Kilmer character could have provided crucial connective tissue. Yeah, I think he could or have a better it. version of yeah. this. Because yeah. yeah. I, I don't I, think they were partners anymore though, because Val Kilmer didn't get promoted. Right, but I mean they were partners. They were partners in the beginning. They, 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 they could have carried friends. that through. They're still working yeah. together. Not to, that, yeah, that he could have been uh, like too, like you know, because everybody seems you know maybe the corruption thing or whatever. Like no one cares about the drug thing or how crazy he is, and so it just seems like, well, is any of this? Except is for the fact connected. that Val Kilmer is the one person that's worse than he is. Right. So but I don't I mean, think he would have no, like, called saying, him out on anything. I'm saying but. he should have been yeah. a better, <laughs> a better the, he should have been the better guy as a character. I liked to think as I was watching this, this happens in a shared universe as the Tony Scott movie Deja Vu, also set in New Orleans, also starring Val Kilmer as a cop who is in, or, or a so federal think, agent who has he, access to time travel technology. <laughs> do you think he left this movie to I be think in that so. movie? And I came think, back at yeah. The yeah. I Actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is not a connection between those two movies for why Val Kilmer is in them. So the weird thing about this movie, though, is that so you have this this plot with the murder and he's trying to, I guess, trying to solve the murder for part of the movie, at least. I, yeah. That seems but to they be, keep yeah. But they keep going on these, like, Grand Theft Auto side missions where it's like... <laughs> I've got my father's dog now and I have to bring it to my prostitute girlfriend. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to no I'm gonna get hit off this girl. I'm going to have sex with this girl to get drugs off her because yeah. it's shocking. It, it's so disinterested in the core murder. Yeah. Like, I mean, to, to jump ahead, when a guy, when, when later <laughs> there's a revelation of how they quote unquote solve this murder case, I was like, oh yeah, there's a murder. Like, wait, how does that evidence forget it? Like, my Well, brain, he planted it. Yeah, but I was also like, what is the, who is the, and then my brain was like, forget yeah, it. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter it. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And what, that's, a, what should have happened was he was a good guy, good guy, or goodish guy. Yeah. Gets involved in this case. Maybe he does have to get close to these gangsters to try to bring him down, and that turns him bad somehow. Mm -hmm. And he goes crazy. He, he just goes full out crazy to, to try to bring this guy down, yeah. mm -hmm. and it wrecks him or whatever. But he's just like, Trying to solve his murder, but he's bad too, and he's into drugs. And then he kind of gets in with these guys and stops caring about the murder because these guys have drugs and stuff. And yeah, it doesn't really make any sense to me. That no. might have been called Bad Lieutenant, The Departed. Maybe. Yeah, or I was gonna say that it should have been something like that. I mean, <laughs> Bad Lieutenant, hash, you know, semicolon rush, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, because you're right. Now it just turns into these weird things, like because he super cares in the beginning. Here. Yes, he's super passionate about well, this case. About the case, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But not yeah. about treating anyone else. Like no, no, dignity or respect. No, he's, he's, he's as long as he's got, got drugs, he can yeah. go yeah. and solve that case. It's basically he's working on the case as like a side plot to this movie, and like the main plot is him just trying to get drugs and go crazy and, and go into pharmacies and, and, and yeah. be like threatening the right. pharmacist. Another moment where I'm like, yeah. what? Like there oh, were no consequences this just, for this. Yeah. You know. So I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> but you know. I don't know if this is like a Nick Cage thing, but you know, in, in um, what was the, the the one where he's in the house with Nick? Wasn't it Trespass? Trespass. Trespass. Yeah. Where he keeps saying like the same line over, oh, you, you figured it out or whatever. Yes. He says in this movie over and over again, do I look like? Yeah. Because he says in the pharmacy, like, do I look like, I can't remember what he says, but. He said something he like that. He says later on, yeah. like, do I look like a guy who needs this or do I look like a guy who has this? He like says it over and over and over again. Yeah. Where it's like, is this like his tag, like his, 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 uh, 
I guess tagline. Like, I don't know what... It's, yeah, it's... His motto is catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's really establishing, like, est- like really elevating the Crazy Cage character yeah. here. Like, but he also... I almost feel like probably, like, Neil Labute and the people who made Wicker Man are, like hate this movie because they're like god this this is where this <laughs> set him into an acting style that he may never recover from yeah um because you're Making right it's just bold the, choices yeah and he's just unhinged on a level where you're like okay i can't even relate to this and there's no mm-hmm. consequences for the character mm-hmm. everyone in this universe seems to be accepting of this unhinged character and are like right like ah what are you gonna do but and, and I, want, I do want to bring up the fact that I brought up last night, but he's got his gun just hanging out the front of his pants, just he constantly does. aimed at his own <laughs> junk. Yeah. yeah, and it's like hanging out like most of the way out of his pants. Like it's gonna fall out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Which it's like over the top. It's so anyone ridiculous. could easily take it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, even when he's like sitting like with his girlfriend on his lap and doing drugs and stuff, it's like just hanging out of his pants. But it's like I understand that if it's you know, he's on the streets or in the ghetto, or whatever, he's got to show like you know I've I've got a gun here. But like he's literally in the pharmacy. Trying to get the, the drugs from the pharmacist with this gun hanging out his pants, or in his, in his boss's office talking about the case, and he's got this gun just hanging <laughs> the out. Badge his yeah. insane, but the badge yeah, is insane. The gun is out. Yeah. He's so anti holster in this movie. Yeah, you know, it's insane. Yeah, um, but again, I thought that was one of his one of Nicholas Cage's thing. Like, I'm just gonna have this gun hanging out here, out in my pants. Speaking yeah. to the the acting here, and one thing that I did find interesting from my experience is I do think. Out of context, there were individual scenes where I think it was kind of working. I'm actually going to go along with you. I I mm. think Eva Mendez's character in particular yeah. is like, the performance she is giving deserves a better film around it. Yeah. I, I thought that, like, to and, and you have to really compartmentalize to do this, but I I. Th- I thought she was more interesting character elevating. She was an interesting character. She's elevating the material. The movie around her is not working, but like she is, she, I thought she was See, giving it like, her all. I don't know. No, I, 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 I felt like the I character was just moments. like, just like a character of convenience almost where it's like, well, that's how they're treating. Oh yeah. It's, right. it's, it's yeah. not but a well written there, There's stuff yeah. there. You can see, I want to see her story or I want to see him try to find redemption through saving her. Of course they well, don't do that. I, I, I would like but. to see Eva Mendes play that character in a better written film as well. Like, yeah. like I mean, she, I mean, but she is like yeah, basically she's the prostitute girlfriend who's who's always doing drugs with him and stuff and yeah, and uh, I think she's partially like funding his drug habit too because she makes good money as a prostitute. She's like a high end prostitute. Yeah, and she's a prostitute, 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 drug addict, drug addict, drug addict until the point where she, all of a sudden. Things are kind of going wrong for Nicolas Cage, and she's like, oh, now I'm going to rehab, so I'm not going to do drugs with you anymore. And then, Because, so, so because she went to live with his father, who's, right. all, who's in it was, rehab. Yeah. It was an so interesting just to show twist. him, like, oh, now, now the, everyone's kind of drifting away from me, or they're not into this anymore. And then at the end, it's like, oh, now I'm happy and pregnant with you because you're off the drugs and stuff. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that. well, the whole ending. It was just so, the ending yeah, yeah. Was like, no. but, but I, the whole like, thing was a just, better written and put together movie of, like, her story... Um, I think could have been there's something there and actually that the twist because essentially when she goes to rehab it's portrayed as a twist in the movie I was like oh god if this movie was better that twist would have been compelling mm-hmm. like that would have yeah. been a really interesting moment yeah. if they had let her be anything besides 
someone to do drugs with and someone to save. Right. Yeah. Throughout the rest of the movie, maybe there would have been yeah, more to indeed. that. Yeah, was, but, yeah. yeah that's a, all she was. Yeah, it's yeah. not a well written character. I, I'm also just partial to Eva Mendes. I think she's sort of Oh, she was good in that. I'm not she, saying she's she was good, good. Yeah. I mean she she she's one of those actresses who I feel like should I mean should be being used more. Like mm-hmm. is yeah. better, I think, than but it almost way she gets cast. It almost made it worse for me because she was really good and he was off the wall. Oh yeah. So like the the juxta- juxtaposition there was like it wasn't working for me. Oh yeah, no question. Yeah. I mean, but. there's there scenes. Even though I really like Eva Mendes in this, their scenes are some of the worst in the movie because they're they're so disjointed. Yeah. Like the like, scene. I know we're kind of all over the place, but when they're in the the shack, or whatever, at his house, oh. and he's like coked out of his mind, and like, and she's like has this. I can't even explain it, but she's very kind of caring and interested, and, and he's like, oh, this light doesn't work anymore. Oh. Yeah. I, if I lost a spoon here, I have to find a spoon. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I can't. What they were trying to do there wasn't working because by that point in the film, I had already, because I was giving this film a lot of, of slack, that first, say, half of it. I was like, okay, I can see where this is going. This isn't really bad. It's just kind of not, there are scenes that aren't well executed but no no it's working but then around about the time his voice changes somewhere in the middle (laughs) i was like i'm done and then by the time we get this touching moment where i think oh yeah this is where i used to play as a little boy and i couldn't find that spoon this is where i think a better movie this would be where you'd learn why nicholas cage is the way he is what makes him tick or what he used to be what he's chasing sort of a rosebud moment if you will but now it just looks like oh we're trying to force pathos down your throat he's a human and no he's a horrible human being i thought they were doing something else there yeah because at this point in the movie so this is further further online the movie but he brings her to his parents house to Mm -hmm. to hide out or whatever Mm -hmm. and she's not getting along with his stepmother so i thought that he was like Hey, I lost this spoon in this other house here. Can you look for it so that she's like spending her time looking for this spoon so she oh. wouldn't be fighting with the stepmother? That's yeah. what I thought they were doing, but that's not what they were doing. Well, here, sorry, so let's go back a little bit. So we, we referenced that Michael Shannon is in this movie in yes. a bit part as a guy who runs a property room yeah. who has been giving drugs to Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and covering for him. Yeah. yeah. And covering for him. But Michael Shannon's like, hey, man, I can't cover for you anymore. Yeah, they're like putting cameras in, they're paying more attention putting, to. But there's still. No consequences. Like, you know, like Michael Shannon's character is kind of pointless in this film because Mm -hmm. it's just another person who there's just there's no point to him. Like you could take all of those scenes out. This movie is it's an obstacle. He's an obstacle to drugs. That's it. And he helps him get his gun back. Has to find another way to get drugs. That's That's why he starts doing the stuff on the street. So, yeah, we get one of. I mean, even by Nick Cage stand, movie standards, one of the craziest scenes I've ever yeah. seen where he follows two teenagers out of a club into a parking lot oh, yeah. and then shakes them down for drugs. And I, I mean, to get, I don't even know. To get out of an arrest, the girl has sex with him outside and then he holds the boyfriend at gunpoint. And says, makes the boyfriend watch. Yeah. watch? Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, we are now like... Eight layers into like what is going on? Like, this is not really this is not a six yeah. month descent into madness. Like this is like yeah. This felt very like he does this stuff all the time to me. And and this to insist where they, that the boyfriend watch was kind of like okay, I don't think this is about the. It drugs. was already yeah. uncomfortable. What's going on with you? Yeah. Turning an yeah. uncomfortable yeah. scene Cage. into an even more yeah. uncomfortable scene for the sake of making it uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. is what I didn't like. And it turns out that he thought he was getting coke from them, but it's yeah. heroin. Yeah, so he snorted a bunch of heroin. Yeah. 
and then is like falling apart. Uh, Ava goes Mendes to Eva Mendes gives him cocaine to sort of counteract it, and then this random dude then he has says, to go to work. Yeah. "Some yeah. random dude says, who the hell is this?'" And he shows his gun, and he's like, "I'm the man with the gun. What are you gonna do about it?" And he's like, "All right, fine, I'll leave." No, well, gives him that, more coke. Right? Is, that's oh, he gives him more coke. He okay. Nicholas Cage pretends that he's been surveilling. Oh, that's Eva right. Mendes, I've been, I'm a cop. I've been surveilling yeah. her, and you're yeah. you're going to jail. Yeah, yeah, but I'll let you go if you give me your drugs. If you give me your drugs, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I remember now. Do you know what a lot of this movie felt like? Do you remember? the Law & Order spinoff show Law & Order Criminal Intent. I do. Yes. And some of them featured I think who it a lot of them featured Vincent D'Onofrio mm-hmm. as this like yep. Yeah they kind of had like, two casts that they'd go back and forth between. Yeah, it was actually kind of a, u- a unique way to present it. And the D'Onofrio ones where he was this really like just constantly like self-harming sort of mess. This felt like the shittiest episode <laughs> of like the Vincent D'Onofrio Law & Order, Order spinoff. Yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, like somebody had like a two hour episode they pitched and they were like no no like and then they were he was like well I'm gonna keep working on this. If Vincent D'Onofrio were in this movie it would have been t- uh, a thousand times better. I just wanted to say that right now like yes. instead of Nick Cage. It, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean so, I feel it would have been structurally more sound probably. So yeah. there's also this subplot throughout the whole movie where he's like making sports bets. So he yes. goes yes. he keeps going to this bar and it's Brad Dourif is yeah. like his his bookie. But it made me laugh because on the TV in the background, there's, like, games because I, I guess Brad Dorf is, like, watching all the games. Yeah. Like, all the football games look like they're from, like, the 80s. <laughs> yeah, that, was that by intent? It must that have been. really weird. <laughs> yeah, because I thought they're, like, maybe showing, like, old games for some reason, but they're, they're referencing them like they were current. I this is the game that's on right now. if they, like, the rights, if they had an that's issue getting be, rights yeah. or, they, or something, because, like, yeah, they... they the, the resolution of those games was not 2009 yeah. no. resolution. Or the, the outfits or, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. So, but he's got this whole thing with Brad Dourif. For Brad Dourif's, like, he, he, he owes him a bunch of money, I guess. He hasn't paid up, and he keeps yeah. losing these bets. And and Brad Dourif's, like, my daughter has a speeding ticket. Can you, can you take care of that? And maybe it, it I'll go. Like, and... I, I also thought Brad Dourif... So, Christy was asking in our, in our Facebook chat that who Brad Dourif was. He's the I, tr- I try to avoid looking at IMDb when See, I'm watching one of these movies yeah. so yep, that yeah. I don't... Yeah, and so that I can, like, a- answer trivia questions and mm. without already... Or take guesses at trivia questions, yeah. I should say. So, I try to avoid looking. And I didn't recognize the name. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I he love was, Brad Dourif. He, he's probably most famous as Wormtongue in the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. movies. Okay. You think he's of, most he's famous for that? He's well, the voice of Chucky. He's the voice of Chucky. <laughs> he's Billy Chucky Bibbit. Movies. Well, I was going to say, in a voice role, um, it would definitely be Chucky. Well, he's also Billy Bibbit in uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yes, that's he true. is. That's true. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Absolutely. I was just great trying to pick out what might have been good that you guys were talking about. Well, he's not I, given anything to do. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. He's no, literally he's a just actor. a character yeah. that's there to provide Nicolas Cage a another vice, yep. sports betting, and B, the MacGuffin for, I owe money to these generic mobsters that come in out of the blue, and this is my motivation for joining. So really, much like Eva Mendez, he's not being used properly. Those mo- those mobsters weren't related to the bookie. No, they no, were no. related to no, this Shea is, Wiggum. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but this is, he owes money to them, and that's why he's betting well, he, with the bookie to oh, pay okay. off them, right? So it's sort of like this food chain that he's stuck in, no, right? No, not yeah. yet. No, he doesn't owe them money. Oh, okay. No, no. He's just making bets because he's a bad lieutenant. Oh, I thought he was making bets to pay them off. No, no, no. he's just so making why are they bets. Eventually. They're uh, mad because... Because he screwed with their friend's son. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, got it. Because he was with Ava Mendez. And got it. Like, no, no, you're right, yeah. you're right, you're right, that was, you're right. That, that, yeah. The whole other side quest that didn't make any 
sensor needed to be there. I didn't have the I didn't have the player's guide. So well, so now yeah. as Cody was saying in the GTA game that this movie sort of becomes, he goes to a rollover to find the cop who wrote the ticket for Brad Dourif's daughter, mm -hmm. and like like well, it wasn't even the cop who wrote the ticket. It was like the the cop supervisor, right? Super, like the main uh, supervisor. Yeah. Who is just like a, a hard ass cop and yeah. is like, no, yeah. you know, it's like a sweaty, like, like, you know, high Nick Cage. I got comes the feeling that they were, <coughs> excuse me, um, I think they were not New Orleans cops. I think they were like Louisiana State Police. Probably, I think yeah. so. So they were a little more yeah. Um, yeah. ethical. Yeah, but Farouza Balk is there and she's like, oh, I'll fix that ticket. Yeah, that's true. But first, we're going to have sex and get high. Yeah. Uh, well, no, she, they didn't. Well, no, they, they were gone. That was the yeah. intent. He, yeah. he got high. I don't. I don't know if she did, but then she got disappointed that all he wanted from her was her to get stuff yeah. out of the property room. Yeah. And we also. This is where we get that weird alligator cam shot. Yeah. This is where it like, begins. Oh this God, is where yeah. the lizard uh, cam begins. Yeah, and I'm like, we're not seeing this. This isn't Nick Cage's point of view. This isn't anybody's we point of view. Are we we're no. just seeing. Is this a shot of an alligator? Which is like, yeah. if it's for like a second or whatever to end the scene, it's like. But it was a long time. But it kept going. It was like cut, and cut, cut. Specifically so like, playing like a music cue. Like we're yeah. supposed to concentrate on this. Are they saying that he's like an alligator? Like it's it, again. This is sort of like Fear and Loathing, where everyone turns into lounge lizards. That's why but it I, makes yeah, sense yeah, because the, the 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 Hunter Thompson character is getting uh, 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 is having hallucination, and it also kind of fits in with the scene, right. and it's creative, and it works. I and suspect this went into Werner Herzog's whole philosophy, which people don't notice largely that essentially everything in nature is out to kill us, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was probably like, oh, I'm going to put in this like. I felt like he know. just discovered like GoPros or something. Yeah, I, or that too. Yeah, it <laughs> feels like, a little yeah. like because uh, clearly yeah. like video, it's not it's the same film as the rest of it. It's just some weird. Tool, their toy they probably got and was like, ooh, I'm going to yeah. get these close-up shots of these lizards. And thought it was cool. And then he got to editing and no one stopped him after that. <laughs> yeah, that, which goes very much to the whole Emperor's New Clothes feeling yeah. of like a lot yeah. of this movie. I actually had the thought, like, because there's, there's the shot of the alligator from like down below and you see the cops in the background. I had the thought of like, what are these extras here thinking right now? Like, We're, oh, yeah. It's like standing <laughs> in the sun like because he's shooting an alligator for, for, for like for, an hour and a half probably. For a split second, I honestly thought that they were introducing a new character who the was alligator? like, no, who, who was, was hiding, hiding behind the alligator. Well, I was like, it's that POV I was like, shot because like, there's yeah. a dead alligator at the beginning of the scene. Yeah. Someone hit an alligator, which caused this accident, which is kind of unique and an interesting way to start a scene, I suppose. But then it cuts to another alligator. Did yeah. someone take the dead alligator and was hiding behind it and watching these people? And I was like, wait. Is that a thing? Are they introducing a new character who is spying like in a comic book on these no. characters no. through an alligator? Like, I, I, like well, I why it, is this here? The alligator that's in this shot is a different alligator. Yeah, well, yeah, I know game. that. I know that now. <laughs> but but at first, that's what I was thinking. Uh, no, nope, he's following an alligator with a GoPro. I, I do also want to say someone dying because their car rolled over because they hit an alligator is the most Werner Herzog <laughs> idea ever. Um, and the, but this, like Cody, you were saying about the extras in the scene. There's right after this is a scene that was even more shocking to me of what the actors were thinking when Val Kilmer comes back. They're doing this kind of they go into uh, this yeah, yeah. room and Nick Cage is I like, I had that thought too actually. But yeah, yeah. Why are there iguanas on the coffee table? And everyone's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But then there's just 
a long shot. It's I mean, like really thirty long. seconds. I think it was longer than that. It might be like longer than that. It's like two straight minutes. It's like two minutes. It's just Nick Cage and Val Kilmer looking out a window, yeah. and that scene while I, an iguana looks at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I literally and then had he the, says, "Let's go," and he walks out of the room. But I literally, in that scene, was thinking, "What is Nicolas Cage thinking right now?" Because he's just like staring out the window for literally a thirty-second shot of just an iguana. Yeah, and I was like, I, I, because I was so oh, bored. Oh, as an actor, what's he thinking? Not no, his character. Just yeah. yeah, as as Nicolas Cage, like as he's looking out the window, like, what's he thinking about right now? Or <laughs> I think, he's be thinking imagine about if you're Val Kilmer and you're only yeah. a couple days on set and you're like, "What are you guys doing? Right? <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about?" Like, but, and in that scene too, because so he's like. Yeah, he walks in this room and they're all on this stakeout or whatever and there's two iguanas on the table. He's like, why are these iguanas on the table? Like, get him out of here. And Valkyrie's like, there's no iguana on the table. And he's like, yeah, right here, there's iguana. He's like, there's no iguana. Right. He's not concerned. So I don't know if they were like an hallucination or if they were really there and Valkyrie was messing with them. I think they were a hallucination. I but think they that's why. But they didn't make that clear. But I, I think yeah. that's so why Val Kilmer says, "What are you talking about? There's no iguanas yeah. there." But wouldn't Val Kilmer be concerned that his partner, right. who he knows is on drugs and has this gun yeah. in his hip all the time, is that's Val, why I didn't know if he was just messing with him because he knew it was high that he was like, "There's no iguana." You know, if he was just messing with him, but they never. Make, oh, maybe they, they never showed the table without the iguanas. I, I assume that they were like handbags or something, and he thought he saw iguanas. But you know, a cut of what everyone else sees would have been helpful. Yeah. I mean, this and this is another moment where like some of these people should have been like, uh, "Hey, boss." Uh, uh, we really got to talk about Nick Cage. Like, he's seeing iguanas. But, like, no, like, the movie just kind of rolls on. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's like, okay, guy, this guy with a gun is seeing iguanas, yeah. and we're all going to just look out the window with him for two minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so now this is where we introduce the idea of Nick Cage's father. Because um, he goes to see Which his I dad and his stepmother. Maybe some background. Maybe he was abused or neglected or had some... The only thing we get is... His dad is a recovering addict, so, oh, because his dad was an addict, we're left to assume that he must have had a not-so-great childhood. But he doesn't seem like a horrible person. He doesn't seem his like His dad one. actually seems like a seems redeeming like a, a character. Redeeming He's, character. Yeah. You know, he is admitting how hard it is to get clean. He's trying. Yeah. And later on, he says the line that, you know, he gets home from a meeting and lays on the couch just waiting for the next meeting. Like yeah, he's, and he helps Gavin Mendez out. Again, yeah. another there's, more interesting concept. Well, there is, there is a better movie to be made about Nick Cage's dad the stepmom and Eva Mendez, where the Nick Cage character <laughs> is like right. in like three scenes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if yeah. you told me that's the movie you want to make, I'd be like, sure, that that concept is interesting to yeah. me of this like very weird. I was interested because yeah, he brings Eva Mendez Mendez later on to the like I said before to the house and I, I was interested to see where that was gonna go because they don't want to get along, <laughs> but then they just don't show any of that. And you're like, I wish they would show some of yeah, that. Yeah, this is a real tell-don't-show, yeah. like, kind of... It, it, again, for maybe what is one of the more compelling character interactions right. in this crazy yeah. movie. Yeah. And then I, I have a couple notes here, and I don't even remember how this works, but, this like... where he gets the dog, right? Yeah. Yeah, he gets the dog, because they're also getting warned that the kid... There's uh, a kid who could be killed, the kid who's sort of a witness... So someone... He, someone so he... He harasses... He meets the, the little lady in the wheelchair yep. and her caregiver's son... Grandson. Or grandson. grandson is potentially a, a witness and he, conveniently he shows up while he's grilling them about where this no, kid is. No, he was is, hiding right? outside. Oh, he was hiding? Oh, he I, knew I, the I cops were going to be looking. I thought he so, was sneaking in. So he was... So, okay. No, he was a... He's like a delivery boy for some grocery store or something. Like, and he was making delivery at this house where these people were killed when they were killed. And he, hid, he heard gunshots and hid in the closet. So he saw... 
the murders. Yeah. So he knew the cops would be looking for him. So he was hot. So when he the cops came to his grandmother's house, he like hit. He outside, finally came out like on the balcony. Okay. Got it. But got then it. he heard the conversation. He's like, I, I thought he just showed up. No. I was like, oh. Yeah. No, I think he's he's like, oh, it's okay. I'll talk to you. So he ends up. He's got the, this kid, Eva Mendez, and this dog. Uh, By the way, this is a more compelling movie yeah. than anything <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. And, and there was a point where I'm like, oh, a road movie yeah, it felt about like a quirky, this yeah. was like, okay, I might be on board for this, but we don't get that because the kid essentially escapes as yeah. soon as well, he Well, first, can. before that, he, uh, Nicolas Cage, with the kid, goes to a hotel in Biloxi, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to rescue Eva Mendez from a John that hit her. Yeah. That's right. So, and this, this guy... Um, He's like, I my father's friend is this mobster guy, and you're making a big mistake by threatening me. And you know, that's right. You'll that's see right. what's coming to you, or whatever. And he like leaves. This was another moment where I was like, I, where I was surprised by <clears throat> the amount of names in this movie. Yeah. But then again, he's in everything. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then like, so yeah, then Nick Cage to goes to do something else, and he leaves the kid at dinner with so, Eva Mendez. So they go to like a casino or like a bar. So I don't even know what it was, and. He's like, okay, go, you guys go get a table. I'm gonna go. There's like a guy watching football games or whatever. So he like stops and talks to this guy. Like, how's the, how's whatever team he bet on doing? Yeah. And they, apparently they weren't doing well. So he's like, ah, I'll for you. And then he like goes back to the table, and the kid's gone. Yeah. And everyone is like, oh, he went to the bathroom. Yeah. So then Nicholas Cage, there's like a ten minute scene of him searching Nicholas Cage looking through yeah. bathrooms. Yeah. 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 I mean, I half expected he would just start like peeing on the floor. And like holding a gun to someone's head and saying, "You're gonna watch me pay." Yeah. I was half expecting that to happen. <laughs> Wouldn't a movie about like a high Nick Cage, a, a police lieutenant trying to protect a witness with a prostitute and a dog like that sounds like a better movie. That sounds like a better movie. That sentence sounds like a really good pitch for a better movie. Yeah. Um, so then the kid disappears and Nick Cage goes back. And threatens the old woman and the kid's grandmother. He calls the scene next home. Tuesday and then chokes her oxygen supply. This scene was like, I was I like, got, why is this happening? This is another one of those yeah, we're I, being disturbing for the sake of disturbing yeah. you. I felt like this was a Nicolas Cage like ad lib scene. I <laughs> love that introduction. Though. The way probably this is my favorite Nicolas Cage introduction into a scene. Like yeah, literally, he's hiding behind the door. The and shaving. The, yeah, behind the door. <laughs> hey, how you doing? And he's yeah. behind the door. He's like, I'm working on an hour's sleep. Yeah, he's like, you're gonna tell me where your grandson, where's your grandson is. Where's your grandson? And she's like, oh, I think it was the little the little old lady. I think she's like rich or whatever. And she's like, she she bought him a ticket to England, so he's on his way to England or something like that. So he yeah. decides to give yeah. her oxygen so he back. He yeah, literally he choked, took her. Yeah, he, he's you. He calls her like a, a. I'm gonna swear he calls her like a dumb fuck. He calls her the c well, word. He calls her a selfish, a selfish c word. Like, and he, yeah. and he chokes her oxygen whoa. supply off. And he's like, "Come on, you're gonna tell me, or she's gonna die." And yeah. I'm like, "This is." He's he's threatening the old lady to get the caretaker to talk. Yeah, it's not yeah. like the old lady so can even torture. Right. Yeah, the old yeah. lady can. And this is a guy. I mean, and again, it doesn't fit in. Back to the beginning, it doesn't fit in. But he's then evil cop. He yeah. doesn't fit into the guy who hurt his back, and six months later is a poor addict. Yeah. But, that, but then I feel like this is where he like went off on an ad lib, ad lib because he finds this information out, gives her oxygen back, and then just goes off for like two minutes this is about like, how terrible she is. She's a c-word. You she's are the real inheritance. This country yeah. is going down the drain. Yeah. And we're like, what? <laughs> it like had nothing to do with anything else. No. Uh, yeah. This. Yeah. That got real. Yeah. Real strange. It's on YouTube. I I, I suggest watching the scene because it's so insane would, how. Yeah. How crazy! Uh, it's so insane that there's scenes from this movie I saw 
like on YouTube yeah. before seeing this movie, I was like, that's a crazy scene. Yeah. And when I watched the movie, those scenes were the less crazy scenes. Yeah. <laughs> this scene beat all those scenes. Yeah. I forget which scene it was, but as I was watching the movie, my husband just started laughing and I was like, what? He goes, that's a gif. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we also start to, this is where the accent, that whatever accent the voice Nicholas changes. Cage is doing. Yeah, he starts like it clenching, his, just, clenching starts, his, mouth, his jaw. He starts talking like this. Yeah. I, I wonder if this was the early days of the shoot where he hadn't found He's the voice yet. Yeah. I'm dead serious. I wonder mm-hmm. if Nicolas Cage hadn't found the character yet as they were shooting. And as the shoot went on, he got into a rhythm mm-hmm. and you can kind of hear it through the film. I honestly was thinking it, that it, because this voice is radically different. He's yeah. affecting a voice yeah. instead of just doing it. And you can just tell. Yeah. It also feels like he just has like a lot of hard candy in his mouth or something. <laughs> like there's there's I really yeah. I felt like I missed a scene where like he got beat down by and the mobster or something. Yeah. Or like well, it was just like through a sewer or something. I'm trying to think of the timeline. Maybe this is a scene where he's actually semi-sober like it's been a long it's been a while since he's had some drugs so he's feeling the pain I mean maybe maybe this is so nuanced yeah yeah Yeah. 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 it's genius because you're meant to extrapolate your own meaning this is art yeah and to tell you the truth I I like it well so so he takes Ava Mendez because okay so at some point he goes back to see Ava Mendez and the mobsters there who's the the friend of the kid who whatever yeah um and he so he's like because the whole thing was he he got money from the guy wasn't paying him so he took money so he's like well you owe him his money back plus you're gonna give me fifty thousand dollars or something like that so he's like well i uh, give me two days to give you the money i'm like why is nick cage giving this guy the money like this didn't i assumed that they were gonna shoot the dog yeah and they're like, given all her the horrible things that we'd seen Nick Cage do, like there's a part of me that's like, why doesn't well, he I've just pull out his gun and shoot these guys? Because well, yeah. I'm like, it's not like Nick Cage is like, we, we've seen nothing to indicate that Nick Cage would be like, all right, hold on, let's talk right. about that. Like, uh-huh. I think I think it's because like that. is is Eva Mendez is like his one like weakness, I guess, because he's into her, so they're threatening her, and he's like, okay. I don't think he had it, but he, but but okay, which which I I kind of agree with you, but then when they're like, and the mobs is like, hey, and my two friends are gonna go have their way with Eva Mendez, the yeah. cage like, all right, sounds fair. Yeah. I'm like, Wait, what? Like, but then he's like, he lied and said she has a client coming, so yeah. So then they're like, okay, we'll do it when we come back for, it. and that's and why, why didn't these mobs yeah. say your point your, your appointments are canceled for the day, you know, like yeah. it could be anything yeah. that could have because this movie's stupid. Yeah, everyone seems to be going against everything we know about them in right. this scene in order to for this movie to kind of like get to where yeah. like so that Nick Cage so, they, they want to come out of this scene with Nick Cage being like, I need fifty grand. Yeah. And basically. Like, okay. So this is where he takes Ava Mendez then to his father's house to hide her away. Yep. Yes. And yep. he um well, in the internal affairs guys, right? They come to the, that's right. Yeah. Come There's to the house. Almost a consequence. Oh, yes. it is almost it's a, a consequence, consequence as they take his gun away. But not his badge. I have to do a read of <laughs> one of the IA guys who is, <laughs> by I mean, he only has a couple of lines, but it's one of the worst performances I've seen in the movie. Better call your delegate. You've got an ass kicking coming. <laughs> I was listen. I'm like that. That's the one? Like, they were like, that was the best take you had. That yeah, was. was captured. You printed it. You didn't even say, like, ah, we're going to bring that guy in for some ADR. Yeah. Like, we're going to, like, that was deemed 
a, good enough to stay in a major motion picture. <laughs> oh, boy. Going, yeah. and, and also, so, doesn't there have to be a better place to keep Eva, Eva Mendez? Like, she seems to have some kind of resources. I mean, even in, like... A hotel in Biloxi, or like the kid, the kid flew to England to get away from all this. Like, and that's a little far fetched anyway. We flew him to England. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's this unbelievably volatile environment because Nick Cage's dad is trying to work through recovery. Mm -hmm. His uh, stepmom is very volatile. She's a drunk. Yeah, and and there's like instant kind of like conflict between all these. Yeah. And like it just seemed to me that like for what Nick Cage's goals are in the scene that he should be like, uh, okay, just a random red roof in yeah. is a better option than yeah. what I'm about to do here. Right. So he convinces, because she's like, I can't stay here because she's fighting with stepmother because stepmother dumped her coke because she was pissed that the coke was in the house because fa- the father was a, an, an, a recovering addict. Because just beer is okay. But she's yeah. drinking, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Nicholas Cage now is basically demoted. Yeah. Well, and this is also where we get the scene where he takes her out to this other weird cabin. Yeah, there's, there's like a... And he's like... This is like a southern, almost like a plantation, this house. Like this big, giant old house. Yeah. And it yeah. has like these this other... I, for people not who... Not quite a shack, but it's like a guest house or something. Yeah. For people who've played Red Dead Redemption, yeah. it's basically the broken down plantation house you spend in like the, the chapter outside New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Maybe inspired by this movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um... So that's where, yeah, he takes her there and he's like, look, you know, I, I lost the spoon. That's why I thought that he was going to distract her looking for I the spoon. I honestly thought at this point he was going to segue into cooking heroin on the spoon so that they could shoot up. I, I thought honestly that was coming when he the spoon later. I yeah. thought it was a twisted segue into a disgusting perversion of like a romantic scene where they were going to shoot up heroin and say, oh, here's the spoon. You got something to put in it, right? Like, I really thought that's where this movie was going. I, and I had no reason to think that it wouldn't. I have I no would, idea what this scene was supposed to do. I think, honestly, it was supposed to show you that Nicolas Cage is still a human. There's someone in there. Really, there is. Believe us, please. I That's what not, I thought was going on. I think they're succeed. trying to show yeah. that he had, like, a shaky childhood and that, like... But, yeah, there's, like, a... I think that's what they're going for. But what I want is I would love actors who show up for auditions who, for roles they don't want, should do this monologue. <laughs> that's a fast way out. I mean, it's just like, ah, this was my special place when I was a child. I had a spoon. Hey, man, this is a treasure. I saw it. It's, I know it's here. Like, it's just, in it's a better, all over the place. Com- but, 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 but in a completely different movie with an actor who isn't Nicolas Cage or Nicolas Cage doing a different role, this scene in and of itself is not a bad scene. He takes the girl in. Yeah. He shares the story about his childhood. The concept of the scene. Yeah. The idea. The, the scene idea. in itself as a vignette without any knowledge of what's going on outside of it. Right. And if Cage played it differently or if it were a different it, actor than It Cage. needs to be written differently. Because yes. the, the yes. words don't make sense. And if it was a different place, yeah. <laughs> different words. But my yeah. favorite thing is they come in the room and he's like starting his monologue and he like reaches up and tries to turn a light, a light on and he's like this light doesn't work anymore and then he like goes back in the monologue that felt like, to me like that was the light, like I the felt, light really didn't work yeah, and it was supposed I, to turn on I felt like that was around. a mistake like he went to, to turn it on it didn't turn on and he's like oh like made it part of the scene yeah. that right. felt like a, a weird and somewhere kind of off thing. camera Werner Herzog was like yeah. once again technology has been our <laughs> <Yes>. downfall <laughs> i like should we do that again Werner no no no, no, no. Yeah. We're good. nature is out to kill us <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I'm doing a bad impression. If, if anybody knows, Paul F. Tompkins does an unbelievable <laughs> Werner Herzog and does a character on comedy, the Comedy Bang Bang podcast okay. that is You can also just amazing. listen to Werner Herzog's voice if you want to hear what it sounds like. Also true. Yeah, also yeah, true. true. Um, yeah. So he's been basically demoted because they're going to do this investigation doing whatever. So he's like, they're like, oh, yeah, I, oh the, his boss or whatever is like, yeah. I'm going to have to put you in the property room. And his like, face lights off like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the like, one place Nicolas yeah. Cage really, really wants to be. Right. Yep. So Which now is, he's controlling the yep. property. Which is nuts. And you would never put... Of anyone under investigation in the property room, especially someone who everyone knows is on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah and, the and here there's the chief knows the, he has yeah. a drug problem. And then these two cops that come in saying, "Hey, man, we gotta like you know uh, inventory this heroin." He says, "Oh, the scale's broken. Let me do it. I'll get you the voucher that proves to your boss that this is how much that was inventoried." Yeah, and these are cops that, through their actions towards Nicholas Cage and their reactions, seem to know that. Yeah, this isn't on the up and up, but they're like, well, okay, guess we'll let you weigh the drugs. Wait, and I was like, wait, what? In both scenes they're in, those cops are do the like literal equivalent of just being like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, but yeah. it's like, why, yeah. why you know, yeah. there's a lot no. of conveniences in this. Yes. So now he, Nick Cage decides, he goes to this local drug dealer and is like, so I want well, to work with you. The drug dealer is a the guy they've been trying to take down because um, they know he's involved with these murders. Yes. yes. It all leads to him. Yeah. It's Exhibit, by the way. Yes. Who is like a yes. hundred times better in this movie than I thought he would be. Oh, oh yeah. He's, he's, he is. He's really yeah, good. He's, he's, yes. Really good at this. Yeah. Yes. Better than he Nick Cage be, could hope He be. should be acting a lot. That was yeah. my big takeaway. It's like, whoa, this guy should be acting a lot more. Yeah, he was he's really good. good. very good. Um, but so he goes and sees him at some restaurant. He's like, he like pulls him aside. He's like, uh, basically, he's, he's like, I can, I, I'll work with you to keep the cops off of you if you let me in on these drug dealers or whatever. You give me drugs, you give me money. Because he, he's also trying to get money through him to pay off this mobster guy. Right. Right. So he starts working with, with Exhibit. Yes. He's working with him. And then Exhibit's like, what about those murders you're investigating? He says, look at my face. I don't give a shit. He said, do I look like a guy who cares? Do I look like a guy who gives a shit? You know? And I was just, at this point, this is where literally everything stopped. And I was like, I gave up because I stopped caring about this character. I said, I want to see this man die a horrible death on screen because I hate this character so much. There's a crazy scene where, where Exhibit and Nick Cage are on this, they go to this dock and they're talking about condominiums while Nick Cage watches Exhibit's guys literally dump, dump a body. body in the water. Yeah. In broad and, daylight. In, in broad daylight. In a bag that clearly even looks, like it's not even a bag. It, it's yeah. it's the outline of a body yeah. wrapped in yep. duct tape with in weights on it. Yep. <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, okay, so you're, okay, they're, the only way this movie can the end is with, with Nick Cage either dead or in jail. Right. Like, that's it. Yep. That's, that, yeah. that is There's the world this movie is set up. <laughs> yeah. An aquarium. Um, and, and, like, I, again, like Cody's saying, he's right. This turns into Grand Theft Auto because then Nick Cage the murder starts fixing games. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, the murder and part And all of a sudden, he's, he's fixing, he, he, he tracks down this oh football God, player. Yeah. He leverages, so like, stupid. drug use against him. You're going to, you're going to. You're gonna um, you're gonna take a fall so that I can win this bet, or I'm gonna but it's like ruin the, your career. I feel like the one sport that you can't fix through one player would be football. Yeah. <laughs> would be football. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, but according to Nick Cage, 
a missed f- a fumble. It's fine. Yeah. You can do it. But like down to the points, like I need you to, to keep the, the game this close or whatever. Right. It's like that, it's, I don't think you can do that in football. That's not that how for football one player. Works. Maybe no. for a coach or something, but maybe one player who maybe was, a quarterback. I yeah, like who was like, this kid? Even like a lineman or a running I think back? He's a, I think he's a linebacker. I think he's a, a linebacker or a linebacker or a lineman. Which I'm like, okay, like that would be really hard because yeah. that kid has and no also, control over the whole offensive side of the ball. And right. here it also makes no sense because if Nicholas Cage is working with Exhibit, presumably to either A, get a lot of money, or B, get a lot of drugs that, that he can use and or sell to make money to pay off the mobsters, to also pay off Brad Dourif so he can be even and square on his debts. Is that his motivation? No, because he's still betting, which says that this character is like literally a bad person who has no value, so what's the point in seeing his story? Like this really start, starts. No, there's no. That's the thing. Is there's no arc to, to yeah. his character. Zero yeah. arc. There's, there's no, no reason. To, it's like wait. Yeah. There's no redemption. There's no logic to what he's doing. Like literally, it's just I'm gonna do this now because it's a bad thing, and I do bad things because it's in the script. Right. I'm gonna you're supposed argue, to be uncomfortable with what I'm doing. And, I'm gonna argue at the end that there's only one character in this movie who the events of the film actually changed that character. Oh, yeah. Like, the football and, player? Well, well, maybe, actually, that's true. Maybe that guy... <laughs> They'll say two. We'll say that guy he... is probably like, man, this world is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. he takes the noble action of sitting out the game yes. so yeah. that he can't fix it. Yeah. Right. So he actually does something honorable. Yeah, he's the, the, yeah. he is the good person. And I'll this. bet he never tr- smokes weed ever again, considering probably. what happened yeah. to him. Probably. Um... It, it, we get some more stuff with Nick Cage mm-hmm. and Exhibit, like including an insane scene where he like pulls a gun on the drug dealers in the he car. Wants his cut well, that was before, yeah. So he, he needs oh, his he cut. Go, of he it. goes from we're all friends to give me my money in well, like yeah. ten seconds because he basically needs his cut of it, the fifteen thousand, whatever, so that he can make this bet on this kid somehow fixing this game. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so he's in the car. Everyone's like, yeah, great, yeah. He did this drug deal or whatever, and then he just pulls a gun on Exhibit yeah. with his guys in the back, and he's like, give me my money now. Yeah, and the scene say, ends with with them all laughing again. It's I like, do kind of like the way Exhibit kind of handled the situation. Though. Like, it's like, calm down, man. All right, just give him what he wants. Give him he, what he, he wants. He is it's very natural. The most compelling he, actor. He's, in this he movie did a really good times. job with this. Yeah, um, and it just kind of goes like we said. We get the twist. He goes to check in on Eva Mendez, and even and we get the twist oh, yeah. in the movie that Eva Mendez is going to rehab. Yep. And at this um, point, he is also I think because he goes to drop off clothes for her. Yeah. And find, when he was getting her clothes, he found in her underwear drawer a framed picture of him receiving an award for saving the guy during the storm. So yeah. I took that as a moment of like, oh, man. Quick question. She I actually could be she yeah. feels for me. Like, she's got real feelings for me, and, and I could be that guy that won this award. Yeah. Quick question. Why is she keeping that in an underwear drawer? I like, don't but know. I, like, that is- well, probably because, I mean... Considering her line yeah, of work and people the people coming. that are coming to her place, correct. But she doesn't would, want personal then effects. Then there's a part of or a picture like, of a cop. Yeah, which, which I would agree. Which yeah. I would agree. But then there's a part of it that goes, "Why are you keeping it in a frame at all? Why are you like? Well, you know what I mean? Like, she's keeping her weird. purse. I don't know. The thing yeah, that bugged it up. The thing that bugged me about it was I took it as the same way Chris did, where it's like he's seeing this. But even then, he was a dick. But he, we're seeing this. Oh, this is you know, I became this lieutenant. I could have been this whatever. But it's like this was like six months ago. It's not like he forgot about this. It's not yeah. like yeah. he needed a reminder about that. I mean, it's it's within the you know, very recent past. Yeah. And it does kind of support the idea that 
she may have been with him mm-hmm. prior to... Well, considering whoever he was with at that enough. time could afford to buy him $55 underwear, I'm and he does say his girlfriend, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. he was probably with her the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I kind of thought that was a joke until, like, later on where they kind of imply that she has a lot of money. And I was like, oh, wait, the underwear thing was real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, he goes to the house to bring her clothes, whatever. And she's like, he's like, oh, I got you some Coke too. And she's like, I, I, I'm going to a meeting with your father. I, I'm trying to get off that stuff or whatever. So she goes to the meeting with the father and then he like sadly sits down with the stepmother and watches, to watch the football game. This is such an awkward sequence. Yeah. So they're like sitting watching the football game and it's like the team that he bet on is like doing super well and like winning by like 18 points or something like that. They said. But he needed then, them to win only by five. Yes. Under six. Yeah. So this is so he was bad like upset. news for him. Yeah, yeah. he's upset. Yeah. So then, Did but we? this is why after this, everything after this, I thought was going to be based on what unfolds, a, some sort of dream sequence this or him dying. So because the next scene is worldly, ridiculous. Yeah. What were yeah. we saying? Is I'm trying to think, and I'm think I'm missing mixing up the timeline. Didn't all that stuff? With the mobsters and exhibit happened before that no, scene? No, that happens it next. Has, oh, okay. This is about to happen, yeah. Yep. He high as a kite, Nick Cage, yep. is in the exhibit's home office. It seems to yeah. be the home office. I don't know. And he's really flying, and he's freaking out on exhibit. He's got his lucky crap pipe. He's got his lucky pipe. crack pipe. Take care of my lucky crack pipe. Yeah, yeah. he makes him smoke for his crack pipe, which comes back in a second. I mean, this You is... can tell it's coming back because of the slow-mo, like, <laughs> it looks super like... close-up. Yeah. Um, Who has a lucky crap So pipe? as he's Wait. sitting here, he, he convinces Exhibit just to give him uh, like a quarter of the, the drugs they just bought instead of giving him the $15,000 or whatever. So he's like giving the, the, the drugs and he's super high. Like I can't remember what he's talking about. He's saying some like insane stuff here. It's like yeah. the craziest freaking scene. And then the mobster guy comes in with his two goons and sits down. And he's like, I'm going to take all your drugs because he owes me money. Right, and, and the exhibit is kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you? Like, why would you take my there? Drugs? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, How did he even know to be there? Would right. the exhibit have people like watching out for him if he's this big time mobster? And I mean, wouldn't the mobster be like, uh, we should probably not mess with that cop when he's with exhibit and his crew? Yeah. Right. These other to kind of drug have a good handle that. on things. Yeah. Um, they had just established that there's a shotgun under exhibit's desk. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is this gonna be a callback? It's a quick instant callback. Call Very back. quick callback. It's an instant yeah. callback where they just proceed to immediately use that away. on the mobster. Yeah, so they blow him away. Um, and then he gets some other weird sequence here where... Well, this is so weird. His soul is still dancing. Because his soul is still dancing. And then what felt like an eternity, 40 minutes is how it felt, of some dude breakdancing. Impressive, yes. Necessary, no. Why? <laughs> Shoot him again. His soul is still dancing. And then, like, there's a lot of maniacal Nick Cage laughing yeah. at this yeah. point, too. Um, this is, like, peak crazy Nick Cage in this scene. Out of the whole movie. I mean, there's a lot of crazy Nick Cage, but this, I think, yeah, is the... Yeah, he's totally off, the, yeah. off, yeah. off of the rails right now. And then, like, the, the structure of the next part of this movie almost reminded me of, like, like a silly comedy where... Like they're like, oh yeah, yeah. There's a plot to this comedy, but like, like the end of Animal House, where like everything comes together. <laughs> yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. that's why and I call like, it the Wayne's World, because it's like, yeah. the, and one of the endings of Wayne's World, it's like it's the happy ending, where it's like, yeah, you know, Mr. Big comes in, he's like, I'm gonna give you a record contract, and then the girl comes in, and is like, uh, or she's like, oh, I'm gonna be with you, Wayne, and you know, it's like all these positive things happen, bam, 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 right in a row. Yeah, it's like this weird I dream sequence. I really laughed out loud when I saw the sequence, and I was reminded of Monster Dog, where the woman has the word dream on her shirt. Yeah. I said Nicholas Cage is totally gonna stand up, and he's gonna have the word dream on his shirt. But well, because, he, so he, he goes to work, he goes to the police station yeah. and he he gets to his desk and I think for, oh, 
the the guy whose who father's friend was the yeah the, mobster. the abusive client. Of, yeah, he, of he's sitting there. He's like, "Hey, man, my father's friend disappeared. And if you have anything to do with that, just know we're cool, man. We're cool. No, no problem. Cool. We're cool. Cool. Cool." And yeah. next guy, he's oh, like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, he's, he's like, "Okay." He's like, "Oh yeah," and he gets up and walks away. And then Brad Dourif comes in. He's like, "Hey, man, that game that you must not have seen the end of because they were winning by." 18 points or 17 points or whatever, they only won by five, so here's $10,000. Or a bookie walked into a police station and said, here you go, you got your money back. Yeah, that's yeah. a square end, you got a little extra. Yeah. He's like, oh, wow, that's and, fantastic. And my, my daughter's parking ticket was t- taken care of, so thanks for that. Thanks for fixing that ticket. Yeah. He's all happy, he gets up and walks away, and immediately the, the boss, the boss pops in, <laughs> and he's like, we got the evidence on exhibit, we're gonna go get him. It's the DNA, yeah. you were right, you're yeah. a hero. And he, yeah. So it's like all these things that were going wrong for Nicholas Cage, Which all of a sudden the, turn around in one scene. The, the, the crack pipe, because yeah. he planted it, it and told Sean Hattasoy that, yes. hey, go look for the crack yeah. pipe. Yeah. 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 They might have been smoking while so, they were killing people. Maybe, yeah. So this, this, so that's why this scene. I was like, this has to be some dream or weird drug haze that he's in, but it wasn't. Because then they cut to him going to arrest exhibit. Well, I thought it was yeah. a dream until they lingered on him looking at the crack pipe, and the score kept going, and I was like, fuck, it's not a dream. <laughs> yeah. I was literally like, this is not a dream sequence. That <laughs> shocked me. When this is where you even get that line where they're like, I found the spoon. <laughs> oh yeah, he goes like, oh. yeah. spoon. See, I really like, did think as he. So it's dark. Ava Mendes is sleeping and he's walking up to her with this spoon. I really thought it was going to be what Jack was talking about. Like, hey, I found the spoon. Let's yeah. let's smoke some heroin. But no, he rubs it on her face. Yeah. And at this moment, I turned to my husband. And I said, please never rub a dirty spoon <laughs> yeah. on my face. Not romantic, it's romantic at all. I laughed because he's like, here's this rusty spoon. And she's like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Literally a rusty spoon. He's like, it it wasn't silver. I would bet all the money in my wallet right now that this was Nick Cage insisting, hey, Werner, I really want to pay off that spoon. (laughs) (laughs) And Werner being like, Spoons are the death of us. You know, we're like, and he's like uh, okay, fine. Like, but this felt like just spoon represents humanity. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, so, and they go to a rest exhibit, and my immediate note is, oh, how did that trial I, go? Oh, oh my God. He was, I, he was convicted I'm later say, on. Yeah. I love this scene where they so kick down the door, they ride in, Val Kilmer says, we can we can kill him now and take all the drugs. We can make it look like he shot at us. And yeah. Nicolas Cage has his one moment where he becomes the good guy, takes the gun from Val Kilmer somehow and says, put the cuffs on him. And all of a sudden, ba ba ba. I was like, that is awesome. I love that sequence so much. I don't know why. I literally went, yeah, when that started playing. I don't know why. It was so stupid. It was amazing. What is happening here? (laughs) It was the moment I was like, this movie is genius. Because he wasn't even mad. He was just like, like, what? What? Yeah. Like, like, I thought we were doing this whole thing together. I would have loved that, <laughs> that day's eventual interrogation <laughs> with a lawyer where he's like, that, uh, I've been smoking crack with that guy. He's been pulling guns. Yeah. Uh, he assisted in the murder. Look at all the security dudes. camera footage from my pad. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, he watched my guys throw a dead body into the river. Like, yeah. his all DNA people... is all over, like, my <laughs> car, my house. And that know. crack pipe. Yeah. 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 Um, I love that scene because of that music sting. Well, the, I so loved it. I was just realizing that Val Kilmer is in 
like three scenes. The set. Yeah. And those three scenes are the only times that Nicolas Cage does something good. Yeah, oh, you're right. He jumps in to save the yeah. guy when yeah. Val Kilmer wants to leave him dead. He takes kind of a pity on the, you know, the guy that's on parole that Val Kilmer brought in yeah. for information, but oh, is, right. you know, really trying to yeah. like be a good, like the, the guy yeah. they arrested is like trying to be a good guy. And he tells, so Nick Cage tells Sean Hattisoy to lose the arrest mm-hmm. record. So that guy won't get in trouble. And then here when he won't kill exhibit, the only, the three good things that Nicholas Cage does in the entire movie. Yeah. I honestly felt really bad for exhibit here in this scene. Like oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But it wasn't a sting. So like bewildered. Like that's yeah. not what Nicholas right. Cage was doing. It was like a retroactive sting operation. Yeah. I actually like how exhibit plays it because you can tell in his head is he's like, how, how did this police work even work? <laughs> like this is. This can't be legal. Yeah. They, like, this is not how undercover work works. <laughs> yeah. um, well played, sir. So then, yeah, he gets promoted. I would have been satisfied if this been the yeah. ending of the movie. Yeah, had that been the ending of the movie, his exhibit can well, get back in the car, Nicholas Cage like nodding. Because then he gets, I would have been like okay with it. Because then he gets promoted to, to captain. So yeah. he can't be a bad lieutenant anymore. Yeah, he's just a horrible captain. But but this again, this felt like all dream because he gets promoted captain. He goes over the table like, and it's like corny Ava Mendez is pregnant and she's happy and off drugs. They're all they're, they're all having, having water, water and everybody's clean. And Ava yeah. Mendez and the and the stepmother are getting along and it's like all a happy family. It's like this has to be his wish in his because head. Because this is the what? happy ending that this Nicolas Cage character absolutely yeah. doesn't deserve in any version of this movie. Because then, yeah, yeah, so then he brings her, Ava Mendes home. He's like, okay, I gotta work. And then he like immediately goes and follows some more kids from that bar and steals Rubs their drugs them. again. Do you think, is what we're all wondering, <laughs> do you think he had sex with that girl and made that uh, made I the dude watch? I so, yes. <laughs> is, that the, is that the constant yes. MO? Okay. And then he goes to, he's like in a hotel room doing the drugs but he doesn't actually. You don't I, actually I assume see he had him done do the drugs them already because he's still insane. Yeah, but I yeah. honestly thought now at this point the guy comes in and says, "You rescued me, man. Let me help you get clean." I thought he was going to hand him the crack pipe and was going to now have all of a sudden the dark ending because this movie has got these. It's, it's so ridiculous. But it's making it, it me should, laugh. It's so yeah. dark. It's making me want to like shoot myself. So I don't know what they're doing. It should be said though that the guy who comes in at the end and says you got me clean is the guy he rescued from rescued the prison. Rescued from prison. Which I, I made me like, roll my eyes so I hard. Six, like five exclamation points. Yeah. I'm like the flooded prisoner is back in the movie. Which is like another reason I was like this has to be. <laughs> it was, well, this sequence. is where you know, I, I can see an argument that the only purpose of the flooded prison scene is for this moment. Maybe. Because if he was already on, on, on drugs and it wasn't the back injury that sent him down that spiral, because Jack has a point, six months is not a long period of time from, to go for from that. just kind of idiot to a supervillain. Yeah. You know what? In, in a better movie where maybe the flooded prisoner also kind of like popped up at well, other this points is what I was in the yeah. story. Yeah. Like as his conscience. What, what, yeah. I felt like what they could or what they're kind of trying to do or what they should have done throughout the movie was like this whole thing with like people kind of coming out of your lives and it's like yeah, kind of interconnected and these weird things keep happening where this person keeps coming into his life or something. Maybe. But it was just like he pops up at the end like Literally, he comes in the hotel room. He wasn't supposed to. Right. He's like, oh, I brought you room service. And he's like, I didn't order room service. He's like, oh, I screwed up again. And he's like, wait a minute. Serendipitous, yeah. You saved my... You know, it was like yeah. a weird... Like, if, this, if this were a movie about the... Uh, if this were a realistic depiction of someone's struggle with addiction, it would have been a corny movie. It wouldn't... But it would have been a lot better, you know? And it would have had a better message. It would have a powerful message. And at the end of the movie, you help me. Let me help you. Let me get out of this life. That would have been a better movie. And yeah. it ends with sort of the, the, the cry and the, um, you know, 
and it would have worked. No. But this is but a seven. crazy movie about like drugs done Grand Theft Auto style, and yeah, I'm on top of the world, I'm a criminal, and I got these bookies, and I'm sleeping with these girls, and I, I have the power because I got a gun, and this is what this movie's about. It's this shallow film, and now he gets this let me help you because you liked a spoon when you were a little boy. And I'm like, this guy isn't a person. I don't care about this person. Right? Like, like I think he should be hit by a train and that would have been a satisfying ending. I wanted it to That's end true. with the, ha-ha, I made the arrest. That would have been a good way to end. And if he had gotten clean and turned his life around because of Ava Mendez, then it would have worked. But instead it's because of this random guy yes. who walked into his hotel room but and, does he and clean? sat, sat with him in a aquarium. I'm not sure. Like, I, I think that you could argue that he still was clean Maybe this Christy, was. Did, I know. I don't want to break your heart, but he did the drugs. But they <laughs> don't actually show it. But why else would he? Would he have? He was about his kid to. Aside and said, well, but then they cut away. That if he didn't, he would have been like, oh, never mind, or run, or thrown away. <laughs> well, I but think that, and I don't know. Maybe it's purposely it's trying to be ambiguous. And went to the and like he he might have been it is like possible he wasn't high in that scene. He might have been like about to slide backwards again because so he, he just got didn't. this you know promotion and that's where it. Started uh, before I, I, and then. The character just didn't to, earn it. I no, would just say, no, he didn't. In this didn't at all. To, to Cody's point, this would also be the first time ever in this movie where Nick Cage was like, "Hold on, let me get to a secure hotel location to be using these narcotics." Well, like, that's he's why always like just like anywhere. Like he could be in the middle of a Seven Eleven, be like, "Ah." But that's part <laughs> of the reason why I think that he didn't actually do them, well, because well, instead home, of though. because yeah. he didn't want to show them to Ava Mendez. If he went home, Ava Mendez was there, so he went to but a hotel to. To, to not like, drugs? well, because he, I think he was well, he about just, to. He just slept with the know. girl in the street, presumably, if things went down the same way the second I, time. Okay, then he took personally, their, I don't he, think they did because they took, portrayed that girl very differently than they portrayed the first girl. Also true. Also, also true, true, but nonetheless, he did get the drugs from them. Yes. So that but could I have involved a sex hookup or not. Could've. He could have intimidated them and taken the drugs. That's very true. Um, then he goes to the hotel to use the drugs because he's hiding it. Because he's yeah. now he's said now he's ashamed of it. I think yeah, there's. I, I think Christy. I think Christy is right. Okay, okay, I think that's point. what the movie wants us to believe. Probably. But it's also like, not, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not earned. It's not logical. Yeah. But I think that's what yeah, they want us to see. And it's not what this character would do. This character right. would absolutely do these drugs in front of Ava Mendes and say, "Come on, let's get high again." And then oh, he'd this, kick a puppy this, this and character would have done the drugs in front of the two teenagers and been like, you know. Do you guys know what the last line in this movie is? Like, do fish dream? Do fish have dreams? No, I thought was that was going to be the last line in the movie because I, I wrote that down now. too. The actual last line in the movie is, I still hate that I ruined my underwear oh, for right. you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's the final line of this movie. I still mm. hate that I ruined my underwear for you. Um, all right, before we do... Before we do, is it uh, so bad it's good? Let me do. I'll do. Well, I'll I'll do that one first. It's a pretty easy one. I don't know if this has ever come up on the show before. Uh, what actor or actress in this movie went to my very small high school in Norwell, Massachusetts, a tiny little suburban high school outside Boston? One of the actors Bell or Kilmer. actresses in this movie graduated from my high school. Actors or actresses. Yep. You could just say actors. actors. I'm not trying to be sexist, but I don't want people to presuppose that I'm just talking about too. So yeah. actors or actresses in this movie went to my very small high school. My answer is Val Kilmer. Okay. I'll say Feruza Balk. I was going to say that. So. Okay, then I'll say Sean Hattison because those are my two <laughs> guesses. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Feruza Balk. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, Stifler, Stifler's mom, who is the uh, stepmom yep, in this movie. Yep, yep. And who I think is the only character who kind of 
has an arc that is portrayed where you actually kind of see her change over the course. I would say Ava Mendes too. A- Ava, Ava Mendes too. Ava Mendes too. But they did it in a twist. Well, so does yeah. so does the stepmother though. Well, but I think they're kind of showing that she is gradually changing. She's trying. Mm-hmm. You can like, tell that she's ashamed of what she does. No, because when Nicolas Cage is doing drugs in her house and he's like tries to hide from me, he's like, you don't have to hide from me. I do that stuff too. But and I, then they sit on the couch together, she's drinking, and he's high. The, there was something in that scene, and I really like the way Jennifer Coolidge played it, that made me go, oh, again, she seems to be like a refugee from a better movie in that <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, You yes, know, where yes, I'm like, she's doing something interesting with this that I, I just was like, that's, I mean, there's not much to her character. She's only in a few scenes. They don't give her much depth. But I was like, that, she, she was interesting to me in that moment. And I thought gave it a little depth, so that when they did reveal, what's uh, no, I do not. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I I have no idea. I was Um, thinking of the. um, I, I think most of our podcast movies would fail it, and I always pronounce it wrong. I don't know how to pronounce it, but the test about do are there two female characters in a movie that have a conversation about something other than a man? In this case, oh yeah, they actually it actually does pass because the one conversation between two female characters is about drugs. drugs. Yeah. Yes. But yep. that is the only conversation between female characters. I think you're wrong. Because the mother, the stepmother is upset because the father is addicted. She, she says, that, you that's brought this true. in the house There's, and he's trying to get off drugs. It's about a man and drugs. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, even, I don't even think the caregiver and the old lady have their own conversation. No, between those oh, two. No, yeah. like well, that, that all happens off camera. Present. You're right. Yeah. This, You're does, right. this movie does not present women in a positive light no. because it's what no. I would call and every conversation scene. they're involved in is what I would call grandson. what I would call the yeah. sex assault scene isn't really a sexual assault because she seems to be into it. Of course, she's intimidated into doing it, but she does seem to be into it, which is a very bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about how the film depicts women, and that's a negative way to depict absolutely. Women in a movie. Yeah, she's like, well, if you don't want the bribe. I guess, right? And they're on a car. Yeah. Like that's she's into it. I call it the sexual assault scene, but it's not really. An assault. I mean, it, it, is, it is, but it's but portrayed, not, as portrayed as something as that's a, as something that would be okay. Right. Of course, nothing he does in this movie is portrayed as being okay. To be fair, it's all kind of nothing is portrayed glamorously, but nonetheless, that's a rather disturbing. Sequence. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. doesn't need to be there, right? Like he yeah. could have just like taken the drugs and and threw them in the back of the car and then could have been snorting it while they were hooked up in the back of the car. Like, wait a minute, you're arresting us for drugs and you're doing them? Like, that would have been easily just as disturbing and as effective. Well, the movie also has that terrible 90s misogynist mindset of like, oh, God, like, every woman in this movie is like, oh, I can't wait to get on that main character. Oh, like, yeah. You know, like, for like, oh, let me yeah, get on that. 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 Was just, I'm, you know, I'm, like, I'm wearing my sexy underwear for you, and ah, damn it, you're high. I'm not going to have sex and, with and Nicolas even, Cage. Even, yeah. Eva Mendez, who seems... Like outside of this movie, probably yeah. to good, be an independent be and smart woman Damn is like, oh, stress. I gotta get with this guy yep. and yeah, like. All that's all. Rescued. Yeah, that's yeah. all she is. It, it's like I, as I watch more '90s movies, I see that this is one you of the worst tropes like, of Whoa. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The main yeah. character every '90s movie is like unbelievably irresistible to every other woman <laughs> who enters the movie. Yes. You know. Um, all right, I want so okay as we talked about this movie is eighty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I want to read one of the greatest reviews ever uh, from Charlotte O'Sullivan in the London Evening Standard. She gave the movie four out of five. Pretty strong review. Uh, It has this great line in the summary. 
I'd rather rot in a New Orleans jail than watch it again. What? Four out of five. Wow. <laughs> there's a lot what of interviews the in there where I think people yeah. knew, like, there's a lot of references like to, like, this movie's crazy, but it's good. Right? Right, other critics? Right? <laughs> Everyone's, like, there's a lot of that in all of I the mean, reviews from yeah. the time. I would say, jumping, I guess, ahead to my so bad it's good, that on some level, it is good as a bad movie to watch. Like well, I would recommend it as a bad movie. Here's the other review I, I want to read. Maybe get it a four out of five for from a, bad a film movie. critic named Christopher Orr, not the Christopher yeah, Orr who some right. of us may know from TV, but a different Christopher <laughs> I Orr think says. This is Christopher Orr has made on this podcast before. He may have. Yeah, yeah, I think we have read one of his reviews. Yeah. Uh, making a bad movie this good is harder than it looks. <laughs> Which I'm like. That's an interesting way to talk about this movie. Like, it may be kind of true. Yeah, and I was wondering as I was watching it, what the movie would be just without Nicolas Cage. Like, it was some other actor playing that role. Sure. It may have been a what, better movie. If it would be a better movie or a worse movie, as far as less entertaining, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Multiple car alarms going off outside. <laughs> that was uh, applause for your statement. I, I yeah. think even, yeah, with just a different actor. Because I wonder how much of it... Is Nicolas Cage just being insane? You know what I mean? Because right. I can't imagine that and, was and Warner in Herzog, like in that Warner Herzog style, being like, "Yes, go with it." Right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, this was also in Roger Ebert's top yeah, ten was. mainstream films of two thousand nine. Wow. Bad, bad year for films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I mean, so let's do it. So bad's good. I mean, Cody, you started. You know, and I. I, would, I, I agree. I, mean, with I would say the most miserable part of my experience was that I watched it on Crackle, so it took about three hours to watch a two-hour movie yeah because of all the commercial breaks and that they take like four minutes to load a commercial break but i would recommend watching it as a crazy nicholas cage uh, experience beyond that it's not good jack what are you i found nuggets in this film that i actually liked a lot and it made the parts that sucked suck that much harder um i thought the acting for the most part was good even though rare, Nicolas Cage had some moments where I was like, oh, wow, that, that's kind of working. I could not help understanding that it is not a sequel, understanding that it's coincidence. I could not help but compare it to Bad Lieutenant, the 1992 yeah. uh, Harvey Keitel film, which I saw once. It is incredibly dark. It is intense. It is uncomfortable. It is unsettling. Not sure I liked it, but as I was explaining off mic, I think... There is at least a structure that it's standing upon where its bad lieutenant, who if I remember correctly was not named, the Harvey Keitel character, is aware that what he's doing is wrong, wants to be a good person, cannot reconcile within his mind that he's an evil person, can't understand why he can't be good. He's trying so hard and he fails and pays for it, but at least he acknowledges it. Where in this film, which is almost exactly the same movie, including uncomfortable sexual content at contact at a traffic stop right it is almost the same movie not literally but but just about that the beats this framework mm -hmm. it's a character who is completely shallow who is a horrible human being who gets a redemption anyway and they're trying to push on you as someone who's likable and there's no redemption there's no pillars no ground that it stands on that you think he just likes doing what he's doing because he's a creature of um, of the of the present and of personal gratification. I want drugs. I take the drugs. I want to intimidate someone. I intimidate someone. I want to punch someone. I punch someone. I want to lay money on a bet. I lay money on a bet. Crap! I owe someone money. All right, I'm going to use someone else to get that money. And there's nothing there. So that made me hate the movie. 
And though there are enough Nicolas Cage funny memes, gifs, great occasional scenes that are like, ah, that's funny. I love that scene when Star Spangled Banner starts playing. I could not help, but by that point, I was done with the movie, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. But apart from that, I don't think I'll ever watch this thing again. Okay. All right. I mean, no, <laughs> I, 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 I get it. it. I get it. it I get it. The bad, bad was, that was an the original one <laughs> needed to be addressed. I felt that the film needed to be addressed. Um, I'm sure it was a controversial film at the time. I'm even still not sure what I feel about the classic film. Work of art compared to this. Yeah. And I love Werner Herzog as a filmmaker. I also think that I think that needs Thank to be stated. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think that that needs to be stated as well. It's shocking how kind of bad this is. But maybe that first 45 minutes I was on board with it. And I thought, this could work. I don't know if I could My find God, enough really? bad things to do with it. Because I was curious as to where it was going. I tend to focus on concept more than structure when I watch a movie or the first content. time. Maybe that's a bad thing. But long story short, nah. <laughs> Too late. Nah. nah. That's my review. Nah. Okay. Christy? Absolutely not. There was I found nothing entertaining about this movie. Uh, you know, there are movies that I've watched for this podcast that I'm like, ugh, but okay. But no, th- there was nothing entertaining, nothing redeeming. It wasn't even, it wasn't. It almost works best as a meme generator. Pretty much. I mean, there are, I mean, it it was not even close to so bad it's good. It was just so bad it's awful and boring. It's pretty, I mean, the nicest things I can say about it are that, like, there were two spin-off movies from this movie that I would have found more, or not spin-off but like. There's potential that there could have been. Like, I, the, the, the movie that, Eva Mendes and Jennifer Coolidge could have been in would oh, have yeah. been interesting to me. And that weird road trip movie like actually <laughs> would have been. But sure. like, it, it's, it is mystifying to me that even in 2009 that so many people were like, this is great. Because it's just, it's not. And it doesn't, it, none of it comes together. There's, it's, it's just not well done. Yeah. Um, I think anytime a movie comes out that is like, has the name of another movie from over 10 years ago. Yeah. But none of the characters or actors or anything involved. It's going to be a rough ride. It you reminded... can't help but draw a comparison because as I'm watching this movie, not knowing at the time I was watching it, understanding that it wasn't a direct sequel, understanding that it was doing its own thing, I didn't know that Herzog had never seen the first film. Yeah. And therefore, literally, they just slapped the name on it. I couldn't help but draw a comparison. Which is a very, in my opinion, a very bad thing in a movie. I never want to see a movie and be reminded of things that I preferred in another movie. Oh, I remember that scene from that other movie. Wow, I, that was a really cool scene. Oh, wait, I missed a scene where I was hoping I was watching another movie. And yeah. when the other movie I'm hoping that I'm watching is Bad Lieutenant, that's uh, that's <laughs> saying something. So uh, understanding that my, my feelings of that movie are somewhat confused. But it's, I mean, I, I was just like, why? I mean, I could just pop in the... I mean, Harvey Keitel gave a brilliant performance in a somewhat disturbing and controversial, very controversial film. It also reminded me that. me that sometimes like critics are willing to give way too much leeway to performers or directors who have a history of great movies. Yeah. A yeah. movie we probably will have on this podcast at some point is The Lost World, which has a pretty high like Rotten Tomatoes, like and critics were very positive about it. It is 
a pile of trash. You're talking about yeah. Jurassic Park? The Jurassic Park scene. Yeah, I saw that once, and even as a kid, I was like, this movie is It's, it's horrendous. It's not yeah. good. It is just not good. It's and a I think sequel. people yeah. were, in, in 1997, I think a lot of critics were very wary of like attacking uh-huh. a Steven Spielberg movie that had an amazing cast, uh-huh. amazing Special crew, effects. Yeah. Special effects, like everything is great except for the movie, yep. which is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and... And I think that that's, you know, or, or I think about Ben Kingsley in the mid 90s when like people are like, oh, Ben Kingsley. And it's just a couple, a couple of, of movies before movies, people yeah. realized like, oh, Ben Kingsley's just getting a paycheck. Like this movie <laughs> is bad. Like yeah. it's like Ben Kingsley can be great. He's but done it's great in stuff, bad yeah. movies. And like, I Maybe think was, this is like. He was great as the Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I almost was, fell out of my chair when I saw that this was at 85% though because I'm like that's just well I yeah. wondered if because this also feels like what like the first something that kind of frustrates me but I look I'm a film guy I can watch a good art film and understand what its deeper meaning is and kind of look past it but sometimes if, uh, art films can be somewhat pretentious and whereas Bad Lieutenant very much to me feels like an art film it's an art film set in a gritty world it's New York City it's it's believable things are happening very very dark things but nonetheless right like and but it feels like this is art we don't care that this is a character that you can't relate to we want you to not like him and this is a horrible thing but we're trying to show you it's about not he's fails at redemption this is my art where this movie feels like look at the shot of the iguanas it represents something if you don't understand it you don't understand my art and it felt like it was trying to be an art film like bad lieutenant was an art film of sorts yeah um and Werner and like, Khan, is like a super oh, you know, art filmy kind and of he director. has done great films yeah so i wonder if the critics were like i guess i just don't understand it but you know what eh, it's Werner herzog it's a bad lieutenant movie it's art i'm just not able to see past the things that i can't reconcile with my moral standards versus the moral standards of this character and how deep and subtly layered it is and the nuances of the what the what they're trying to do and i wonder if critics get wrapped up in that this and won focus the, this on won that. the grand jury prize at the venice film festival no wow. kidding and was a finalist for the golden lion at the oh at a, which is also at the venice film festival like this was yeah, I mean, it's, like, crazy, like, the awards this was up for. I, I mean, I don't this is just it. always a lesson of, like, be careful that, like, past history does not always reflect the current <laughs> output Also, it's got to come out at the right time. Like, did this, if this movie had come out at a different time, maybe it would have received better or worse. I mean, there's so many factors that go into it, intent to the filmmakers, but this movie just doesn't feel... It's shallow. It feels like it's trying to be deep, and it's shallow. Where the other movie, I recommend you see it at least once, but... If that's not your thing, be warned. It's intense. Um, it, it, I know. At least that had depth. There's depth to Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Whether you like that, where that that depth goes to, regardless of that, there's something there where this film is trying so hard. It feels like it's trying to be deep, and it's not. Yeah. It could have been a powerful film about drug addiction, and it's not. It could have been a powerful film about corruption in law enforcement, and it's not. It could have been a powerful film about Hurricane Katrina and the world that existed after that, and it's not. And it's a big disappointment because of that. Agreed. Agreed. I think we don't agree. This movie is not good. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be back soon. I think we're going to look at... <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not enough movies that have characters named Jack Frost in them. I don't know if we can do one every year, but we're, you know, looking at holiday movies, um, come up with something funny. God, if only there were more Jack Frost movies. Mm. Um, 
We'll have to see. Uh, I know. Well, there. I mean, there is the the bad Jack Frost horror movie, but it's like super low budget. It's not even really fair for us to make fun of it. I think it's well, if its intent is to be goofy, it and it's and its intent is to be goofy. Yeah. Um, I do have one idea, but we'll, we'll talk about that off mic. Um, but yeah, we'll be back soon with uh, yeah more bad movies and more fun. All right, bye everyone. Yeah.